0: Well, Keegan Murray absolutely destroyed the Utah Jazz, and it's kind of a symptom of a certain issue with this jazz team. Let's talk about it. It's the Hoops Nerd Show. All right, guys, before we get into this, let's just give a shout out to our sponsor, Price Picks. Go to PrizePicks.com. use promo code HoopsNerd. We're all phased out, there we go. Use promo code HoopsNerd, they will match up to $100. Did you put money down on Keegan Murray scoring 16, or what was it, 12 threes tonight? Well, if you had, you would have done well. And guess what? If you would have used promo code HoopsNerd, they would match up to $100. Free money, if you go do it. But you don't get that free money... If you don't sign up, so go use promo code Hoops Nerd. I would appreciate it. It supports the channel, and you'll have a lot of fun. All right, so Keegan Murray is the story of this game. That's for sure. He absolutely destroyed the Jazz tonight with just an absolute explosion. Uh, he scores, let's see, how many threes was it? 12 threes tonight. He missed only, he took 15. Just an absolutely bonkers night. And the crazy thing is he comes into this game shooting 30% from three. So obviously it was against this bad jazz defense that was able to kind of loosen that lid on that honey jar. And he was able to just pop off against the jazz, right? And so good for him. I mean, it wasn't, he was not, I mean, that's a nice field goal percentage there. 69%, pretty nice. Uh, 47 points. He almost got 50 points. They were obviously trying to get him that, but they ended up pulling him near the end of the, the fourth. And it was funny because Sacramento Kings were booing Uh, as they watched me and my Jazz friends and all of us watch the Jazz just get absolutely uh, uh, depressed. (laughs) So hope it was worth it, Sacramento Kings fan. Our sadness was your joy. Uh, But anyways, nice night for Keegan Murray. You got to give him a lot of credit. He's a very good player. All right, let's talk about the Utah Jazz. And what happened? Well, there's one thing that is for sure with this Jazz team, and it is that the Utah Jazz are not a good defensive team. With with Mark with Lowry marketing coming back, or at least he's played in two of the last three games, you're going to see the Jazz offensive rating improved. Although right now it's staying, the Jazz are kind of locked in at 26. It looks like oh they did improve. It's a nice night when the Utah Jazz defense improves over the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> so the Jazz have now moved up to 25 defensively. The ironically, you know, talking about the Jazz defensive problems, the Jazz defense is actually technically better. Then the offense right now, which is sitting at 26, the defensive rating is at 25. So, you know, let's all give a hand to the Jazz. We've now moved up to 25th from 26th. Everyone give a hand to the Jazz. All right. Utah Jazz, 25th offense in the NBA. Hang the banner, baby. Hang the banner. (laughs) Um, Let's see. I got to make sure we got this chat going because sometimes it does not work. Uh, so let's just pop that up yeah for some reason it wasn't working so there we go uh my my guy james is in the chat let's go we're not the pistons that's right let's go let's go better defense than the pistons who's lost 23 in a row (laughs) oh sadness All right, but anyways, the Utah Jazz lose this game, and honestly, in some ways, let's, I mean, well, let's talk big picture. Let's dive in a little bit here, but there's not a lot to say. The Jazz just did not shoot the ball well tonight. 12 for 37 from three, 32%. Really the most, you know, the best offensive games came from Larry Markinen, who had a nice overall efficiency night. Only scores 18 points, though. And then obviously Colin Sexton, who's just playing better he's playing off the ball much better. He's allowing other guys to handle the ball and he's playing off the ball in a good way. And so when the initial guy initiates the offense and does things, uh, and it's kind of something we're noticing within this Will Hardy offense actually, is that that secondary guy really benefits by what the point guard does because the point guard initiates the offense it gets the defense in motion you find some some disadvantages and then you take advantage and a lot of times it's that point that's that shooting guard position that's able to go do that and so you can see here 10 for 18 from the field 28 points um let's see uh one assist uh so anyways, nice scoring night from Colin Sexton, but that's what he does, and that's what he does well. Chris Dunn, also solid production from him, uh, three assists, four four rebounds. He plays just 27 minutes, but I do like seeing Chris Dunn on the floor because I do think I do think he has good defensive ability, and he does do some nice things there, and we've talked about it before. Chris Dunn brings the leadership for this team, and so in losses like tonight, when they're flying home, they're probably getting on the plane right now. Uh, it's nice to have someone like Chris Dunn on the plane who can be kind of a uh, a leadership presence on the plane. Um, Simone Fontecchio has had Sorry. a nice season. He's been, um, he's getting more and more consistency, but we're still here and there getting nights like tonight. And when he's starting and he's shooting one for five, when he's getting seven points, one for five from three, you know, three for nine from the field, that's tough to overcome. It just is. Uh, I think Simone Fontecchio is, uh, is turning into a nice player that I think, you know, the Jazz would be good to have him come off the bench for many years, honestly, four or five years. I think he's going to be in a Jazz uniform for a while because I think they can keep him for a relatively low number, kind of like a George Niang four million year type number, you know, and that's going to be great because he's someone that can come in in spot minutes and do well. Tonight, he didn't you know? And so there's nights like that with him that aren't going to go well. We already mentioned it, but Larry Markkinen plays again. He has a nice overall efficient night, six rebounds. And look at this three assists. In fact, that's a big deal because look at this. This is a big deal. And someone mentioned it on Twitter. I'm sorry. I forgot who it was, but thank you for mentioning it. Uh, Larry Markkinen, I think before tonight, let's just go look just out of curiosity. Um, because the assists have not been coming for Lowry. And it's something actually I've been kind of frustrated with personally. Yeah, before tonight, he had not had an assist in his last one, two, three, four, five, six, his last six games, zero assists. Zero. zero. Are you serious? There's zero assists. Okay. And then if you look at his last eight, he has just one. Are you zero? Are you kidding me? So it's nice to see him get an assist. It doesn't mean, and it doesn't mean that Markin's not a willing passer because it's something I do watch. Because I just, it's kind of bonkers, but he does move the ball within the offense. He's just not a playmaker that kind of can set up another guy. It's just really not in his game. But if he can get a if if it's within the offense and he moves the ball to an open shooter and they knock down a three or something like that, that's typically how he's going to get his his assist. But it is interesting. Markinen is a finisher. That's why he's got the nickname. <laughs> he gets the ball, he shoots it, and he knocks it down very efficiently. That's what his job is. And he's really good in transition and he does great things when he's cutting to the basket. He's super athletic for his size. Like tonight, he had one of those little kind of he had like a alley oop where they threw a guy. I can't remember who it was, whether it was Sexton or, or THT, I can't remember who it was, threw it to him from the three-point line. Sorry. He gets it with his back to the basket. He's like two feet away from the basket, but he turns mid-air and puts it in, you know? So he's got an incredible ability to control his body at that size. And he's such an efficient shooter. So you can just see why he's such a weapon. But the talent around marketing is just not there. You know, it's just not. Kelly O'Linick had a great night passing the ball, but he is just not a very good defensive player. He's just not. You bring Kelly O'Linick in for offense, and that's what the Jazz appear to be doing I mean 13 assists for Kelly Olenek is pretty impressive uh but he cannot defend he is just and he's also not the greatest rebounder he'll have nights where he'll get like double digits but nine times out of ten you're looking at like four or five rebounds and you know I when I heard he had when I looked at it and saw he had like 13 assists I think they mentioned on the broadcast and I looked and I was like holy smokes but then nine he just you know it's Kelly Olynyk helps connect players. That's what he is. He's in the ultimate connector where he can be on the floor. He's moving the ball. He makes nice plays. He actually has pretty good moves under the basket. If he has like a mismatch and he wants to, he usually has that kind of pump and and drive and he can kind of just get the ball laid in. And he does some nice things, but defensively it's rough. And that's why, you know, when you look at this Jazz team, Colin Sexton, not a good defender. Kelly Olynyk not a good defender. Markkanen, I would say, tries. And he can be average, I think, what Markin does good defensively is he rebounds the ball and he can block a shot here and there. You know he can be a relatively good um, rim protector at times, off, off ball rebound, off ball rim protector, whatever you want to call him. But not the most impact impactful on ball defender. You know, and that's why guys like Keegan Murray are going to get threes. Uh, Simone Fontecchio really tries. He really does. But I, you know, as he's kind of like Colin Sexton in a way, really tries. But I don't know if he affects shots all that much. You know, when I was close watching him against Kawhi, and Kawhi had that monster night, uh, Fontecchio was trying. He just didn't really succeed in stopping him really at all. And I wonder, you know, that's why Fontecchio probably is a bench player, because if you're impacting games in a big way defensively, and you can do the other things that Fontecchio does, then that's when you start becoming quite the player. But the defense is just not there. And so you've got... Average at best defender in Simone. Average at you know, average defender, sometimes a slight plus, but pretty much an average defender in Larry Marketing. Uh Kelly Olenek is a bad defender. Colin Sexton is not a good defender. He's undersized at the shooting guard position. And then Chris Dunn at the point guard. We know he's a good defender. Um that's it. There's only one good defender on the floor with this group. And so we shouldn't be surprised that they're not defending pretty very well. Now, the backup unit, Walker Kessler, solid good defender you know I'm not quite sure why he doesn't start it just feels this is the weirdest season for Walker Kessler but look at that minus 28 and he got absolutely roasted at times tonight by uh Demona Saboner and uh you know it is what it is but you would like to see Walker Kessler impacting and dominating more defensively if he was he would be playing more to be honest uh but 18 minutes tonight for Kessler he's just You know, and we saw him upward trending tonight was a downward trend, you know, zero points. Uh, He did make, he did take four free throws and knock down two of them, but man, just not great. Three rebounds in like in 18 minutes for Kessler is, is, you know, that's a per 36 of six rebounds. That's got to be better. It does. And I know the Kings were just knocking down everything. So maybe there really wasn't an opportunity literally, but man. It's just you'd like to see more from Walker Kessler. You just will. And this may be just a massive sophomore slump, which is is not unheard of. It happens to a lot of guys. Uh, But he needs to show some things as the season goes on to get you kind of more excited about his future. Otherwise, he's kind of looking like Evika Zubac on the Clippers is kind of a comparable player, I would say, Uh, which is fine. Zubac is a starting caliber center, but there's a ceiling there and You know, Walker Kessler, when he's on his game and he's playing really aggressive and dominant, he can be amazing, but he just hasn't looked very aggressive. You know, he's certainly not dominating games. He's had moments where he's dominated. He's had like last game. He actually played really well. So I'm surprised to have such a downward trend tonight. But that's also against Portland Trailblazers who are very bad. So it is what it is. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. Not good. His shot decision making, Andy Larson made a good tweet and a good observation that when it's close for him to getting subbed out, he just makes really bad shots and takes bad shots. He had that one, uh, Will Hardy, it was in the second half. Will Hardy pulls him right after he takes it, where he's like 13 seconds left on the shot clock. He takes like a fade away, uh, mid ranger and just like banks, you know, clanks against the front of the rim. And it's just like, what are you doing? That's not good offense, and that's not going to get you a contract. That's not going to get you traded to, you know, wherever you want to be. That's just not good basketball, and I don't know why he makes those decisions, but if he made, like, here's the thing with Taylor Horton Tucker, Jazz fans would like him a lot more, because look at that, five assists, three steals. There are so many physical gifts with him. His wingspan alone is crazy, and he's got, like, an impressive enough first step. That he's really interesting in certain You you can feel the the upside potential with him because of the first step, because of the crazy length. His length is crazy. It's like seven, one wingspan, and he's six foot four. It's crazy. It's crazy his physical tools. That there's a reason why he's a tantalizing player. That the Lakers gave him the contract he did, and the Jazz were interested to give him some time and are giving him time this year but he just makes some poor decisions. It's the consistency of decision making with him that is so frustrating. Uh 4 for 11 it is what it is. He did shoot 2 for 4 from 3. But man, if he like if he could just improve on three or four decisions a game and on some of these shots just not take them or lay the ball to someone else. You turn something like 4 for 11 into like 4 for 7 or 4 for 8 and you improve by to six or seven assists, you know? It's not all that much, but that is really the block with him. And, you know, it's it's too bad because defensively he could be something and he does do some things like in a game where the Jazz lose, you know, pretty big 21 points or whatever it is. He's a minus two. You know, he can fit into a good defense because of his physical tools, but the decision-making on offense is so poor sometimes. And he's also just not got the greatest touch. I mean, at times he's pretty good, but there's times where his touch, I mean, that ball banks off the, like off the, the backboard, like a rock on a barn wall. It's just so hard sometimes. And it's just, it's not great touch. So it is what it is. I'm bummed that Taylor Norton Tucker hasn't turned into something more, but he's kind of a backup point guard, and if he's going to develop any more, he's got to develop his decision-making. I know he's still so young. Everyone wants to talk about how the fact the fact he's like 23 years old still or whatever he is. Um, in fact, let's just look at it, because for old times' sake, for THT, the fact that THT is younger than Ochai is crazy. He is 23 years old. That's what's crazy, but he's been in the league like five years, you know? five years. Look at this. Yep. He's going into season six next year and he's 23. That's crazy. But whatever it is, maybe it's coming to the league early. Who knows? But his decision making is so poor sometimes. And so, you know, he'll have great moments and he does some great things. And there he always will do two or three plays where you're like, man, if he just consistently does that, you know, where he's driving in transition and using his length score, where he's getting steals. Three steals tonight is no joke. That's that length. That's that physical talent. But man, it's just too bad. Uh, Can we talk about Taylor Hendricks? He's awesome and honestly demanding more and more time. The Jazz at some point are going to make a trade because Taylor Hendricks is demanding it with his play. And honestly, like Kelly Olenek getting times, I guess Kelly Olenek's playing center because Hendrix is like 6'9", 6'10", whatever he is. Uh, I'm just curious what they have him listed. Let's pull this up. Let's see, 6'9", and I'm kind of curious. He's 215 pounds. He is very slight. He's super skinny. He is going to need a little bit of time in the labor room. Um, Let's see, Taylor, Hendricks wingspan i'm just curious it's got to be good come on uh because he just has a knack for getting that ball uh wingspan seven foot there you go so he's got that that's what's so crazy about can you believe that taylor horton tucker is six foot four with us like a seven one or whatever it is it's crazy it's like seven foot it's crazy And so uh, Taylor Hendricks has incredible physical tools, 6'9", that wingspan. He's super athletic, super athletic. And we're seeing what he he has just such good defensive instincts. They're so good. I mean, even tonight, he gets like one steal because he just knows how to be in the right spot, gets that ball after they try to inbound it. And then he moves the ball up the court. But what's nice is he's shooting just consistently two for five from three. What is he for the season? Let's just back up here. Um after tonight, which is another 40% night, he is shooting 33%. And so that's gonna go up. He's gonna be up at like 35 after tonight. It's like watching a baseball batting average. <laughs> but anyways, he's at 33%, and that's gonna only go up. He is a good shooter. His touch when he takes that three is so nice. He's a touch shooter. Uh it just it just he knows how to, I mean. He's just got that knack for shooting those threes. It's crazy. And he's not struggling with the NBA three at all. You know, he's only going to get better. And the Jazz are running pin downs for him, plays where he gets that corner three, and he's going to knock it down. And the fact that he can be such an impactful defender on the other end, you should not be surprised with the fact that Taylor Hendricks is a plus eight in a game the Jazz lost by 21. It's crazy. He is a plus-minus darling. And why? Because he is such an impactful defender. The Jazz hit on both picks, guys. You know, And we're really lucky. We all got to uh, count our blessings because Keontae George is not out with a uh, catastrophic injury. It looked catastrophic, and it looks like he's okay. Uh, they, When they get back from this road trip, in fact, I bet they'll do it tomorrow, um, they will look at Keontae George's foot. I guess it's foot soreness, whatever it is um, whatever that injury is, I would like to know exactly what's going on. Uh, but, but apparently it's not too bad. They are going to inspect him and they need him back because his, his playmaking actually helps the jazz a ton. And it would be nice to see, uh, what he does. Um, Ochai tonight, two for seven from the field, four rebounds, one for three from three. Ah, I don't know what to think about Ochai Baji. I think he continues to be a project for the Jazz. Um, you would have thought he'd have kind of figured things out a little sooner. But you know what? The best case scenario, who's the player on the um the Indiana Pacers that uh Nes Nesmith? What's his name? Uh I just want to go see because I feel like there he's the kind of the comp for for um best case scenario for Ochai baji Um, let's see here. Uh what's his name? Aaron Nesmith. Um, He was a four-year college player too, I believe, or I I could be wrong. I believe he was like a multi-year college player and really struggled with Boston to the point that they traded him to Indiana. And now you look at Nesmith. Let's see. Look at this. This is an interesting comp actually for um, Ochai. And Ochai, I think, is probably a little bit better defender than Nesmith, but Nesmith has some nasty to him. I mean, he's the one that was getting in a fight with Giannis. He's not afraid of him. Um, he's shooting this season, 43% from three and he struggled in Boston. And so this is kind of a scenario where I think, um, you can look at, uh, Baji. Look at that 24. He's older than, <laughs> older than THT, just like Baji, But this is an interesting comp. Um, 43% from three, 53% from the field plays nasty defense. He's actually shooting, scoring 11 points per game. That's pretty, pretty interesting. They traded for him. Um, and he's doing well. And so that's what I would hope is kind of what you can expect from, um, from Ochaibaji where he can just kind of consistently get that three. What's he shooting from three for the season? Actually, uh, he is shooting from three this season, 38%, which is actually pretty great. Honestly, better than I expected. So, uh, can he get into the 40% range? Because we know in the corner, he's lights out. And can he get to that 40% range? That's pretty promising right there, actually. Pretty nice to see. And he's getting up 3.3 a game. Um, This is actually the issue with Ochai, is 3.3 a game in 21 minutes. You know, if he's playing 36, you can see him taking about five-ish or so, which I guess is pretty decent. But for a a guy that can shoot 38% from three and who shoots such lights out from the corner, you know, you would hope this would be a little bit higher four to five a game, you know, and I know he's taking them. You can see it tonight. Uh, you know, this is a small thing, but he takes seven shots in 23 minutes. That's pretty good. You know, we know what he can do in transition. We know what he can do from the corner three. And he's starting to knock down that above the break three. And that's pretty exciting. And he can handle the ball a little bit. James mentions it. He just, his dribbling and passing is honestly not bad. You're right. I mean, it's actually not too bad. Um, there's just like a little bit of like, it's like a little juice is missing there, you know, like a little umph, a little sh- schmutz that you're missing, whatever, hutzpah, whatever. They're missing a little bit of just some pizzazz, as they say, <laughs> like a little more pizzazz. That's what, you know, if I were coaching the Utah Jazz, I would tell Taylor Hendricks, hey, how about a little more pizzazz uh, or not Taylor Hendricks, Ochai Baji. Hey, Ochai, how about a little more pizzazz with the ball in your hands? All right. You know, go dunk on somebody right? Like he's a super athlete. Go cram it on somebody. Worst case scenario is they foul you and it doesn't go in, you know, because that's another thing. Zero free throws. That right there is a big tell right there. There's not a lot happening going to the basket, you know, not a lot of outside of shooting threes and defending, uh, which is not too bad, but you're going to see a hard ceiling on a player when you're taking zero free throws. I mean, that's why Keontae George is really exciting. You know, the numbers, when people are going to go to his stats and look at his numbers, they're not going to be blown away by the percentages by any means, although they have been getting better. But what uh, Keontae does is he passes the eye test and he's showing some things that are great statistical indicators. And one of those with with Keontae is the free throws. For Ochai, look at this. It's zero. It's zero. In fact, I'm kind of curious now. I am curious because I've gotten on Lowry marketing for the assists. Let's go to Ochai and just look at the free throws. How is How many is he taking per game? Um, let's see. Free throw attempts, 1.2, which is an improvement on last year. So there you go. That is an improvement. That's where we can see him. Oh, no. Actually, he's doing that. Never mind. He went from 1.2 last year to 0.3. That's not good. That's not a good indicator. Look at this. How Look how many zeros across the board. He has shot, in his last five games, zero free throws. And that is, actually, that's really not great. That's in how many minutes? I mean, he took two in this one game, but he has a lot of zero free throw games here. Look at this. Zeros up the board. Not great. So if you want to talk to Ochai Baji about ways he can improve, he's got to go hard to the basket. And honestly, that's a toughness thing a little bit. I'm sorry. I know you're going to get blocked sometimes. I know it's not fun to get an elbow here and there, get your arms scratched up and whatever. You got to go to the basket. Sometimes, you know, straight line drives, go to the basket, get fouled, put put pressure on the defense. And that's probably why he's coming off the bench. You know, this was his to be had, you know, Colin Sexton. I'm sure the Jazz look at him as backup sixth man. This should be Ochaibaji's spot at shooting guard should be. Instead, you got Colin Sexton taking those minutes and it's the right choice because he's producing more. You'd like to see Ochaibaji get there because of the defense and shooting, but there's just a little bit lacking and I don't know what it is, but it's, he's got to figure that out. He could be so imposing if he wanted to be, if he wanted to be. And I'm sure he wants to, but that's one element where he's got to get just a little tougher. It just is what it is. Get to the basket, bang into some guys, put an elbow in Saboner's face and dunk the ball because that's what stupid Saboner does. That's what freaking, uh, what's his name, did to to Larry Markinen, you know. You got to do it. Otherwise, you're just a shooter and that all they have to worry about with you is that you're covered. You know, you're not bending the defense. Like James says, you're just not creating advantages. You're not bending the defense at all. Go cram it on somebody, dude. You're super athletic. You're a head around the rim athlete. Go cram on somebody, you know, do it, do it. Otherwise you're going to end up in a trade, to, in a trade move with somebody. It's just flat out. Uh, so, you know, I doubt the jazz want to trade Ochai because there is development. And there is opportunity for him to improve in that aspect. Um, and this is a clear, clear area he can improve, which is in some ways is pretty good. Actually, you know, some guys you're just like, yeah, he just doesn't have it. You know, some guys just don't have it. Uh, but this is like a clear area where he can improve. And when you consider he shoots the ball as well as he does and how athletic he is and, and, you know, the defense and all these different things, this is actually pretty cool because you can improve on that. Come on, Ochai. Dunk the ball, baby. Dunk the ball, Ochai. Get some highlights. Show up, you know? Um I guess this was a good game and a reminder that the Jazz, I mean this is just a kind of a fact, guys. The Jazz are sitting at 7th worst record in the NBA. Um and here's the here's the thing. John Morant is coming back any day now. I think it's like a game or two away. Memphis is going to get better. They don't have Marcus Smart playing. They have had a ton of injuries. They're going to start getting healthy. They get John Morant back. They're going to start winning more games than you know they have been. And I just have a hard time seeing the Jazz being worse than sixth. The Chicago Bulls are looking to trade um, you know, Zach Levine and, and possibly DeMar DeRozan. But they are having a renaissance of Kobe White. Look at Kobe White, guys. Look at this. And this is just big picture stuff. If you're here, you are a hoops nerd jazz fan. You are awesome. Um, But let's go to Chicago, who is honestly, I have a hard time seeing the jazz beat out Chicago with what they're doing. Um, You go to Kobe White. Look at what he's doing this year. 17 points per game, 3.7 rebounds, 4.7 assists. He's shooting 42% from three. And that's as the guy, as the point guard, he's running point and doing this. It's pretty crazy. 44% from the field. So obviously there's, you know, it's not superstar level stuff. When you start getting into 50, 40, 90, that's superstar. Um, That's why Larry Markin is so incredible is him doing 50, 40, 90 type stuff. It's why he's incredible. But anyways, the moral of this is that I just don't see the Jazz beating out Chicago. Um, Atlanta, this is hilarious. Quinn Snyder, 10 and 15. (laughs) You know, the Jazz are only like... (laughs) The Jazz are not very good, and they're almost beating Atlanta. Atlanta does is going to win more games. They're in an easier conference in the Eastern Conference. You know, Trey Young will likely uh, lead them to more victories than they than not because uh, I think they are like eleventh, according to like Zach Lowe, I can't remember. I don't, um, in fact, let's just look at it. Why not? Who cares? Um let's go to it. Advanced. Where is Atlanta offensively? Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? Where are they? Let's search them. They're number four offensively, so they're going to win. Actually, that's pretty. I didn't know that. Number four on offense. Great. But they're 10 and 15. What that tells me is they're horrific defensively, but they're good enough offensively that they're going to win more games than the Jazz. Where did the Jazz sit? 25th. <laughs> so uh, somehow the Jazz are 25th in offense, 26th in defense. And are only like a game or two behind. Um, What is that? A game and a half worse than (laughs) that. Shout out Quinn Snyder, baby. Shout out Quinn Snyder. And he has Trey Young dishing the ball. You know? It's crazy. It's actually pretty uh, insane. But anyways, Utah, I just, I think they're going to end up sixth. I think they're going to have the sixth pick going into lottery night. And I think that's because I think Memphis is going to get better. I think the Jazz are, you know, better than these teams. You know, they smoked Portland. Um, But I just think Chicago has more talent. Um, You know, the Jazz are playing with Colin Sexton, THT, Chris Dunn, and Jordan Clarkson most of this year. If they don't trade Jordan Clarkson, that's their group. And they're just not efficient. Jordan Clarkson's having the worst shooting year of his career, including his rookie year. Uh, THT is shooting four for 11 tonight. Uh, Colin Sexton can't defend anyone. Um, he is playing better. You know, you got to give some credit to Colin Sexton, but if Colin Sexton is your best guard and next to him, your other best guard is a rookie point guard in Keontae George. I mean, I tweeted about it. That's great news for Keontae. Oh my gosh. Danger FC. We got an all-star guys. Uh, we got to come up with a, a nickname for Danger FC. Danger FC is already a cool nickname and I was going to say Stranger Danger but he's not a stranger anymore. Uh, We got to do that. I need people letting me know nicknames because we're coming up with that tonight with our new all-star producer of the show Danger FC. Are you serious? Are you serial? Anyways, the point I'm trying to make is it's great news that Keontae George is that valuable to the Jazz uh, in terms of his development and what he means for the Jazz in the future. It's not great for your team if you're depending on a rookie that much to do everything. You know, and then you consider the fact the Jazz are so bad defensively. Whew, that is dangerous. Dangerous. That's pretty good. KG to CB. Uh dangerous. I like that. Dangerous, 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 danger. Dangerous, dangerous kind of fun. I know it's, I know that that is a little bit redu- re- redundant, but. Dangerous danger. Ah, oh, danger's fun. We got to come up with something danger. Manger danger. It's Christmas time. Manger danger. <laughs> I'm like probably going to help for that one. Uh, let's see. Danger FC. Dangerous danger FC. Danger FC. Maybe it's something like football club. Um, forward center. Jazz Danger. Danger Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Danger Things. Oh, Danger Things FC, baby. I don't know. Is that good enough? Dangerous. Do I sing Dangerous? Do we get a song with this one? Dangerous, Dangerous, Danger FC. That might be too much. I don't know. Is that too much? Danger thing. Danger things. I kind of like danger things, but it doesn't quite work. Danger. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Cuidado. Cuidado, as they say in Spanish. Ding, ding, or danger. Danger things, FC. Ah, We've got to come up with something good. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. I'm here for anything. Ah, Stranger Danger FC, I, I don't want to, I feel like that's funny, but I want it to be cool, you know, I want it to be cool, we're cool here, all us hoops nerds, we're cool, okay, don't look at my high school yearbook pictures, but we're cool here, alright, ah, uh, danger, 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 danger. Danger finger. No, not quite there. I kind of like Dangerous Danger FC. That just kind of sounds cool. I'm going with that. The gavel is out. Dangerous Danger FC. And sometimes we may sing it, baby. But that's pretty cool. Dangerous Dan- Danger Banger. Banger Danger you know banger can be really cool when you're talking about songs and then it can be problematic in other ways so (laughs) so we may avoid that i like the i like the effort though dirty jazz i like it Uh uh-oh are we still streaming i hope so did we freeze did we freeze what's going on here okay we're back sorry sorry dangers and mash uh dirty jazz wants to trade jc and, and kelly Olinick. i as well would like to do those things but oh my gosh anyways i think it's dangerous danger fc baby dangerous danger fc uh, let's see, Levon Panhurst with a 9.99 donation. My man, you are incredible. Thank you for the donation, Levon. You're incredible. I live in Sac. Went to the game and Tail Taylor- and Horton Tucker sucks. He was horrendous. Yes, he was. He was uh, pretty bad. <laughs> you are right. I have. I, I some of the beat reporters online were talking about how the the in game. Experience with Sacramento is a lot better, and I have to agree, especially with the 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 Beam team stuff. That's pretty fun, and apparently the music, the overall everything is better. THT does equal Tankathon. It does kind of, you know, THT might stand for Tankathon. I'm not gonna lie, and it's by <laughs> the Jazz might be interested in playing THT. That's one thing to watch. By the way, are we? And the you know, in THT's defense, he apparently was sick. Um, so that probably didn't help things, but, you know, maybe you're playing a sick THT just to make sure you get the loss. I don't know, but, uh, it looks like the stream rate is going a little down. So guess what? It's probably time to end it there. Dangerous Danger FC. I am so happy to have another all-star on the squad. We're up to 18, baby. And guess what? We're close to 10,000 subscribers. So if you're new here and you haven't subscribed yet, what are you doing? Subscribe to the Hoops Nerd channel, baby. It's only going up from here. THT is Ainge's favorite player, probably because THT allows him to draft Stefan Castle, who, by the way, Castle, you know, that guy, I just have a feeling about that guy, you know, and he might not be as big as he looks. Sometimes that's the biggest problem. But, uh, you know what? Before the stream drops out, by the way, I got some great news as well. I'm going to be able to get fiber finally at my house so this stream stuff issues like tonight they're going away baby fiber at some point for the hoops nerd so we are going to be even on another level and so i'm excited hope i don't know if you guys have as well um also i might share it in the chat this is and for all you guys here that are you know this is no pressure at all and i don't want anyone to feel inclined at all but if anyone would like to my boys Uh, Comp team won third place tonight, baby. West Davis Wolves win third place in Battlegrounds. Next season starts. I sent some donations out if anyone wanted to. I'll put it in the community tab. Don't feel obligated at all. But I know uh, Joshua Hansen did, and I sent that over for the team. It's incredible. Thank you so much, Joshua. If anyone wants to, I'll put a link in there for a Venmo for the coach. Um, He's the head coach. I'm the assistant coach. We have a lot of fun. These kids are getting better and better um i'm gonna put that in there anyways i just put that out there in case anyone wanted to but obviously no pressure at all but if anyone wanted to you can um let's see let's see um wow that made me feel weird my headphone was off and it broke my brain all right let's go to the tankathon here we are on Tankathon. Jazz are at 7. They are likely going to be 6 at the end of the year. Unless they make some trade for Giannis Antetokounmpo, which is not going to happen. Anyways, let's see who wins this. Boom! Utah stays where they're at. Number 7. And on Tankathon's mock draft, that gets them Nikola Topic. Some people are even talking about him being number 1. That's what's crazy about this draft. Is legitimately every single one of these guys? Probably not Reizaker. Could be the number one pick. Ron Holland could be the number one pick. Sar could be the number one pick. Collier, I think. Uh, I think that Gavoni has him as his number one pick. Buscellis was kind of the number one pick before this whole season started. Uh, and I think Stefan Castle might be my number one pick. I love this guy. This guy has it. Look at that. Three steals per game. That's the best indicator. Reed Shepard at Kentucky looks awesome. He's only 6'3, though. That's what gets me. That's why I like Stefan Castle is the size. And he's got the he's got the strength and the girth, baby. Yes, I said girth. Yes, I did. Uh, but anyways, long neck Nicola, baby. He's got a long neck. He does. He's got a long neck. But if he's really good, he's really good. And guys that have been named Nikola have done pretty well in the league. Alright, let's give a shout out to our All-Stars, including, we gotta refresh this because we got a new All-Star tonight in uh Dangerous, Danger FC, baby. Very, very excited about a new All-Star tonight. Freaking awesome. I love all the members, but all-stars get the special treatment, okay? Alright, let's give a shout out to Dane. He's dangerous danger FC Christian House money to Haas Dirty Jazz Car Wash Channel The Outlaw Jesse James Nelson Joshua Hansen the Danish Destroyer Ryan Perry the Legend Isakely Raisi the Man from Down Under Yes Jake C can see ya Lexalator. Built Ford Tough Alexander Tufts Jorge Arizaga Mimeo de Abaco Jordan the Goat Besserol TGD Total Game Domination Tyson Price the Price is Right Austin our Grant Editor Extraordinaire KG to CD KG to CB, Keontae George to Cam Boozer, Patrick Kakubo the connoisseur, and Robert Hall of Fame. Thank you guys all for uh, being a part of this channel, for liking and subscribing. If you're new here, you got, you got to subscribe to this channel, like the video, go watch the new video I put down on Laurie Marketing and why I think that trade is more likely than, well, not more likely than not, but I think it's more likely than you think. Go watch it, baby. Guys, like and subscribe to the channel. Go to PricePix. use promo code HoopsNerd. I will talk to you next time.